You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Hello, everyone. It's that time for the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show, where we answer questions about technology, explain the way they should work, and why they don't sometimes. And now here's your host, John C. Morley. Well, hey, everybody, and welcome once again to the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show. It is great to be with you, Marcus. It is another wonderful Friday. How are you doing? I'm doing outstanding, John. It's very good to be with you as well. Same. And, you know, we are at the very first Friday of July. Can you believe that? I think in one more month, we're going to be at our anniversary, aren't we? We started around August time. Was that about right? Yeah, so we're we'll getting very close. Do something. Yeah. We'll have to do something special. The J. Moore Tech Talk will officially be on the air as a podcast and a TV show for about a year now. So uh, really, really good. And so uh, I want to talk about some interesting things in the news. You know, it's not about COVID, I promise. We're going to try not to talk about COVID today. Uh, we all know the caper when we were kids about Robin Hood and his merry men. Yeah. Well, uh, Robin Hood in this case wasn't so merry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, they're actually getting sued for misleading communication and trading practices. Uh, in fact, uh, the largest fine ever is being imposed by uh, FINRA, the Financial Industry Regulatory Authority, per the New York Times. Yeah. Oh, this is just really, really, you know, the, the caveat of this, you know, like it, it, these guys, they, 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 they really should have done they, they research their homework before they you know got into this industry I, I think you know they were really trying to you know break through and you know do something really quick and they they didn't consider all uh, everything that's going to you know haunt them now for for the, for the rest of the time that they're in business I think this is the problem Marcus whether you're in a small business you know you have many businesses and you're launching something new or a new division I think it's really important to understand, first of all, if you're signing any paperwork, what the heck you're doing so you don't put your butt on the line. And the right. second is, do you really understand what you're getting involved in? Have you allowed enough time to get your idea off the ground? And have you tested it properly so that you can you know, not only deploy it, but do you have the resources to manage it as it grows? You know, Because the worst thing you could do is build an empire and then not be able to handle it? Do you have a temporary mechanism to be in place while you're growing? And have you met all the compliances? <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. company's going to get hit, Marcus, with a $70 million fine in regulatory fines, all courtesy of our wonderful friends over at the agency I just mentioned, which is... FINRA, the Financial Industry Regulatory Authority. I mean, that, yeah, I, they're I gonna feel this. They would, what's that? Yeah, they're they're going to feel that, that fine. You know, it's, it's, you know, that's not a little fine. 
it's not a little fine. And you know what also is going to happen, Marcus? Not only is the fine going to be a problem, okay, the time is going to be a problem because it's going to incapacitate this company from being right. able to move forward because they're going to be so wrapped up in figuring out how to get out of this turmoil that they're not going to have the chance. Maybe it's going to take them three months, six months. I don't know how long it's going to take them. But they're not going to be able to enter into the market again for a while with anything, if even ever. Yeah, and I'm quite I sure think, they, they, they owe some pennies to um, some of their, their loyal consumers. So they're going to have to make a public statement as to what are they doing? Because if they have these fines and they address how they're going to pay their uh, consumers or investors back fine, but I don't know if they really have a public plan to how they're going to um, take care of these people. Is there a restitution or not? Or is this just going to become something that they're hoping that statute of limitations will time out? But usually that's seven years. I'm not sure what it is for FINRA, but most things it's seven years. I can't think yeah. this is going to take seven years, but we know how long the Facebook and the other sagas take. They don't get solved overnight. No, they don't. Uh, they never do. And, you know, they, they, the biggest mistake is thinking that, you know, they, that they were safe behind, you know, being just an app uh, or, you know, or, or the type of, um, you know, uh, investment tool uh, that, you know, is non-traditional. And I think it's great what they did. I just feel that they rushed to market too fast. I'm not going to mention the company's name, but we all know that big company. They start with a C and they end with an O. You probably know who I mean. And they, I told you, I've kind of had it with them. I kicked them out many, many years ago. They did things that were not in the best interest for my business and not for the clients. Right. And they hire people from overseas, which I don't have a problem with that, but they don't understand the U.S. way of doing business. Right. And and that's a problem. Their firmware, Marcus, used to be at the top. Now you get one of their head products, and their firmware is like 10 years old or five years old, and it's crap. Some of the yeah, major that's, banks that's have yanked them, yanked them from their platforms. And there's only a couple that are still – you know, treading water with them, but I think it's only a matter of time and they're going to be kicked out. I mean, now what this company's doing, and I'm not going to mention the name, but they're buying companies up like crazy. And you know what they're doing, Marcus? Mm. They're polluting them. They're mm. destroying them. If they don't have the technology, I'm all for people that want to buy technology and add it to their menu. However, I'm not for a company that wants to just buy everything up, become a monopoly and then just crap all over everything and, and not maintain something that's good. And that actually hurts not only them, but it hurts the entire marketplace. Okay. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I, I just, instability, you know, so yeah, I, I think it's a problem. And, and, you know, just because you have a big name and a lot of companies think today, Marcus, just because you have some money, you could do whatever you want. But we're learning that's not really the truth. Look what happened with Robinhood. They had tons of money. 
We've yeah. seen what's happened with Microsoft and Facebook. They've had more than their wrists slapped. So when are people going to wake up and say enough is enough? You know, I need to do what's right. When is that going to happen? That's what I want to know. Yeah, as soon as, as soon as they see more fines like the ones that that, that they got, uh, like Robinhood got coming at them. So I think that's what it's going to take um, uh, to kind of rid some of the greed that's happening. You know, uh, they got to be you, they got to set a big example, and it can't be something yeah. for a thousand dollars. It's got to be in the multi millions, something right. that's going to more than sting them, something that almost would put them out of business. I don't know what Robin Hood's uh, net worth is, but I can't think it's like five hundred billion. You know, if I had a guess, their net worth it could be somewhere around a hundred million or maybe two hundred million. Seventy million's a big chunk of change. Yeah, that's a big number, and you know, I, and if the CEO enjoyed those those special trips and and, and other bonuses, I don't think one's coming this way. And the question is going to be, are they going to come back or are they going to go out of business? Now, remember something, Marcus. If they go out of business, okay, then technically that stock is not FDIC insured. Right. Okay. And if they go out of business, then they could just go to another country or they can move around. And they're not personally responsible for that. Unless, Marcus, they're able to pin the violation on piercing the corporate veil. Mm. If they can show that they pierced the corporate veil, and I don't know if they did or not, but if they did, then they're not going to be able to walk away from this company. Because if they walk away from this company, they're coming after them personally. Yeah. And that is a big problem. We see people walk away, corporate executives all the time, but very rarely do we see somebody coming after them personally. It's like they know just how to dodge it enough. They can screw the company, Marcus, but for whatever reason, they know how to just screw the company, but to make sure they don't get screwed. Mm -hmm. and, and I think, Sometimes they do it purposely because they want to get out before they do get in trouble personally. Yeah. So we'll have to see what happens, but I know that there's a very good shot. These people from the charges that they're alleging that they could be really serving maybe some serious jail time and possibly some big fines that even when they come out, if they go in, then it's going to take them years to pay that off. I mean, you don't just get seventy million overnight. No, you don't. Right? Uh, let's go to right. the bank. Can I get a hundred million? Yeah, sure, we'll give that to you. We <laughs> saw what happened with the uh, wonderful tycoon from New York. I'm not going to mention his name. He was a past president, and now nobody even wants his name on a building. He's no. made such a mockery of his name, the Oval Office. You can't do things like that. I think that goes beyond politics, Marcus. It's not about yeah, it does. political because now it's affecting people's lives. Right. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. And that entire time, Marcus, 
the person didn't want to take the COVID vaccine. But magically, in January, he secretly got it. But he didn't publicize that. No, no he didn't. Isn't that something? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I, I have to say I'm not a big political person, but when somebody in politics does something below the belt, then I'm all over them. If it's something that, you know, it was a political whatever or slew or some slur, okay, fine, that's going to happen. They want a mudsling. Let them throw their adult mud at each other or their adult grenades or, you know, cannons or whatever. But when it starts to affect the American people and the livelihood of them, that's when I think we got a problem. Yeah, we got a big problem there at, at that point, you know, so, yeah. And speaking about problems, Apple is pushing back on remote work. Apple saying that they're committed to requiring most employees to work in the office at least three days a week from September, despite the staff's opposition. Apple even uh, was recently uh, engaged by getting letters from several employees asking for the policy to be reversed. Mm -hmm. giving the entire team the option to work remotely. What kind of nonsense is that, Marcus? You know, uh, John, and, and this will be a question, question to you. You know, I, I wonder if you may know, you know, I, I wonder what, you know, what type of metrics they, they use in to kind of, you know, to, to determine like, they, hey, we, we need them in at least three, three times a week. You know, uh, like, you know, what, what, what is this, you know? I think all they're doing is they're using like a project manager tool and they're looking at the demand for how many uh, resources they need on a project. That's mm -hmm. what they're doing right now. And a lot of these people are working remotely and some of the Apple people and a lot of the Apple team members are not even employees. They're contractors. Right. And I've told you this before. Apple is very funny. If you ever have a deal with Apple, don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You need to shut your mouth <laughs> because they will find a reason to get rid of you. They will find some reason that makes no sense. They will spend hours to find that little piece of dirt under your baby fingernail that happened a hundred years ago. And that suddenly makes you unclean to work for them. I mean, that's petty. Nobody is an angel, Marcus. But if we Very have to go petty. digging that far, I always said this to you, uh, you know, we all live in glass houses. So uh, why should why should we be, uh, you know, why should they be throwing stones at that house when they live in a glass house themselves? Right. I don't know. I, I feel that this is something to really save money. 
Okay. Yeah, and that's and, you know that was kind of like the thing that was behind my behind my head, you know, uh, because it, it just very seems that it seems like you know they 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 may feel that um, with the with the extra space, you know, that could be you know a waste of extra space as well. Exactly, and you know some companies are taking up double the amount of space, not requiring masks, but they're taking like an extra floor to space people out in more room. Right. I mean, I think that's crazy too, but the bottom line comes down to this. They're trying to do what's going to save them money. That's the bottom line. And they know that people working, okay, because again, they're saying they're committed to requiring most employees to work in the office at least three days a week. Okay, at least. So they're requiring people to come back for th at least three days a week, right? Mm -hmm. They're not allowing people to work their entire time at home. Now, I have to agree in one context, being a, a serial entrepreneur and owning several companies, there is a concern on the employer end. Okay, you're working from home. How do I really know you're working? Right. right. How do I really know you're working? Maybe you're taking care of kids. Maybe you're making dinner. Maybe you're watching a football game. How do I know you're really working? I don't. There's, yeah, there's no way to know. So, and we talked about what happened, I think it was about a week or two ago, where we said there's a the sign-off email saying that, mm -hmm. you know, when you're at home, employers should understand that after a certain hour, you're off the clock unless you're on call. Mm -hmm. Employers are abusing that privilege. And I know Not when good. I get people that are at home and I text them something, it's very, very quick. It's not more than a minute or two. If somebody reaches out to me first and they have a question, I still try to keep it short and brief. But there's right. other employers that try to milk that. And I think there's a dichotomy, Marcus, between people working from home and people working in the office. I personally think people need to come back to the office. The reason is you can't get the same work done at home. And if you think they do, I don't agree with it because you just can't track somebody at home as much. Even though you no. got Zoom and all those things, I don't care, Okay. I feel you don't have the same collaboration. You know, Microsoft and all these other companies can say blah, 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 that we got these collaboration tools. I really don't care. It's not like meeting somebody in person. It's not. Oh, no, it's not. And, you know, and the opportunity, like you said, to gain the system is uh, right there for <laughs> right in the home <laughs> of that, um, that employee. Exactly. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, an employee – We'll come into the office and, you know, you can use like time clocks and we use uh, what they call um, geofencing. We don't let them log in unless they're within a certain uh, amount of miles or feet from the office. It won't allow them unless they have special permission. So you can do things like that. But then how do you track somebody at home without being intrusive to their personal life? 
I don't see a way. No. I mean, you make somebody log into a, a phone or a system. Great. They're logged in. Now, you don't answer the call. What happened? Oh, I must have stepped away to the restroom. But, like, how do you say to them that they're not working? What do you do? Put a camera on somebody and just keep watching all your remote employees? I mean, what are you going to be, like a Nazi? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I, I think there is, there's an issue where you've got to give control and then you've got to take control. And I think what has to happen is people that are not willing to come back to the office, okay, I feel these are the people that need to be let go. Uh, I've had people in the past, one person I know that always likes to work from home because they're more creative at home. I get it. But you have to adapt your style we can't send you home every time you need to do work because it's not creative in the office. Nobody's bothering you, right? So I right. think there's a lot of this, you know, where enough is enough. Let's cut the BS. And look what's happening with unemployment, Marcus. They're thinking about extending it past September again. Oh, People no. don't want to go back to work. Yeah. Further, further caught, so, you know, caught on these people, you know, it's – that, that's yeah. exactly what's happening. And they're complaining that, you know, it's not safe. Baloney, it's not safe. You know, everywhere you go, I think I had to go to a client at a, at a medical office today. And I, oh, I got to go get a mask. We don't wear a mask everywhere else. There's some stores you go in. There's people that are hypochondriatic and they wear a mask. But you know something, Marcus? These people, when they get home, mm -hmm. they take the mask off. Okay, they don't take it off probably properly. A lot of them, they grab it, they take it off. Now they contaminate their hands, and I bet they didn't wash their hands. Mm. I've had lots of people in first responding that wear gloves, which is great. Right. They go home, right? And the first thing they do is they they take their whole hand. What you're supposed to do is basically take the fingertip and pull it off, and then immediately wash your hands. So if you yeah. take what you really what you really do, the safest way to do it is you peel it from the back, okay? And you peel it off and you go inside out so the, the germs are on the inside and you pull it out. Say with the other one, if you do that, 99% of the germs are not there and then you wash your hands. How many people do you know take a glove off like that? They don't. Yeah, that's that's not happening. <laughs> yeah, so I feel that a lot off. of these people that are doing this, oh, woe is me, COVID, they're acting you know, in public, but when they're home, they're not acting like that. Right. I won't say that they're being rude, but you know, to go to some stores and you see four or five people with a mask. I mean, how long are you going to do this for? And there's still a lot of people, Marcus, that don't want to get vaccinated. That's a whole other issue too. Yeah. So, and then you got droves, droves of people who, you know, are very happy that the masks are optional, but are not vaccinated. So, you know, so we, I, we I think it. it really should be honor system. I mean, I know in the office, we have a sign that yeah. says, uh, masks are required upon entry for anyone that is not vaccinated. We may ask for proof upon entry. If you're not wearing a mask, please have it handy. People come in and are like, yeah. what are you talking about? I'm like, well, we could ask you for your proof. Well, what if I don't have it? Well, I guess you got to have a mask then. 
I know I have my digital vax card. I pull up my phone, Marcus, and I proudly show my vaccination card. I had a lady the other day. I was in, a, in an elevator going up to a networking event. She's like, oh, I'm vaccinated. I said, I said, no problem. I said, so am I. Do you have your proof? She's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, they feel a little more comfortable, but there's still people out there that are lying about it. Right. And I could tell. I can tell. But speaking about issues, Facebook, Google, TikTok, Twitter are having some interesting play of the minds. Pinterest is starting to ban all weight loss ads. TikTok is now starting to let videos run three minutes. Instagram is now trying to secretly learn how to become more like TikTok. <laughs> Now, that's an interesting conundrum, right? But another interesting thing is happening is that Facebook, Google, TikTok, and Twitter are now starting to stand up and create task force to prevent abuse against women. I think that's pretty interesting. That and this is, is coming uh, after a year of challenges and consultations by Tim uh, Berners uh, and the Lee's Web Foundation where they found 120 women experts from 35 countries that assembled together to discuss their experiences online and workshop solutions. So I think they're working on it. I feel a lot of times these things are happening, Marcus, not because people directly want to abuse women or because people want to make them feel bad. I think it's happening, Marcus, because of ignorance. That's a real good uh, you know, uh, analysis of, of that and, you know, and in a good way to put it, um, but when you also think about it too, you got you, you got a gr growing number of like just women uh, throwing uh, throwing themselves into that platform, and so uh, you know when you look at the numbers, the averages, the law averages, you know uh, this this these these instances are coming up because like of the the type of things that are being published on social media, anyways. I agree. But the one problem I have, and you know, I use Facebook just for business. Uh, yes. I get ladies all the time sending me friend requests. And I mm -hmm. look at the friend request. I look and see if they have anything in their profile. Are they local? Do I know them? And they're usually provocative pictures. They're, they're not professional ladies. And that should be stopped. Yeah, so really should. Not, not that anybody is right here. But I don't think you should be throwing eye candy at somebody, okay, and then saying, woe is me, look what happened. Now, neither side is right, but why should you start to put a match or more wood on the fire, right? If right. you don't cause the possibility for people to become interested or to sway people or tempt people – then that's probably not going to happen. Let's take a dog for a second, all right? Let's take a, any kind of dog. Forget a German Shepherd. Let's take a Terrier. Terriers are nice dogs. Yeah. And let's say you play with that dog, okay? I'm talking a lot of times with the rescue dogs. They're nice dogs, but if you go against their owner, they're coming after you. Another thing about a dog, though, is if you taunt that dog, and they know it's not play, if you uh, tease that dog in a mean way, a lot of dogs won't say anything and just kind of go away. But a lot mm -hmm. of them 
beside the German Shepherd will come after and actually snip at you or bite you. Yeah. And it's not the dog's fault. It's the people for tease you. That's why a lot of times when somebody gets a dog from a shelter and, you know, they got them, it takes a lot of work because that dog might have been abused. Right. And there's going to be a lot of time that you're going to have to put in even to knowing how to give the dog their food properly. And I was taught this many, many years ago. You never take dog food away from an animal. You give them the food. Yeah. And later on, after the dog trusts you and whatnot, maybe you can go there, but you never put your hand near there if the dog doesn't trust you. They're going to go after your hand. Right. They've got to know to trust you. And I think it's the same thing with women and with men. I'm not going to just single ladies out because I don't think it happens just to ladies. We, we believe it happens to ladies because that's how it's always painted. But I think it might happen to a lot of men, too. Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It might happen from the ladies doing that. Uh, it might happen from other men that are just being abusive to other, other men because they're jealous that they have the ladies or for any other reasons or that they're successful. I'm seeing that too, Marcus. So I don't agree that it's just the women. I think there's a collaboration together that are after the women, but I think it's a sociocultural problem for all races and for all sexes. But yeah, the women agree. are just getting yeah. they're just getting the brunt of it because the women just spearheaded this organization right now. Yeah. But it's a problem that we need to address for everybody. And maybe there needs to be a group for the men to get together and maybe the men need to meet and the ladies meet, but then they need to come together and figure out how can we create from this dichotomy to make something that both sides are going to respect each other. Right? Because the ladies are always complaining that it's the men causing the problem, right? And the right. men are usually complaining that it's the ladies causing the problem. But the truth of the matter is a lot of ladies cause the problem to the ladies because they're jealous of the men they have or they're successful. A lot of the men get challenged by other men because of the ladies they have on them or because the male is successful. And we don't That's hear that true. story too much. We, we, we don't, don't hear you that know, story too much. It's probably the first time I ever heard it, uh, you know, on any podcast. So, you know, thank you for that, John. You know, so you, you're you welcome. Know, you're probably, probably going to lead, lead a new wave here of, of, of way of thinking. Um, but that's that's absolutely correct, though. And I think it happens because when a male is being an alpha male and, you know, being a provider and all that, and when the male is challenged by another male or a lady, what does the male do? The male fights back. 
not with fistfights, but in retaliation, being um, disgruntled, maybe being sarcastic, snippy, rude, obnoxious, right? Yes. And we call it arrogance. But really what it is, is an overblown ego. Right. And what society has taught everyone to say is, well, it's okay. He's a, he's a male and he's he's an alpha male. And that's it. No, it's not okay. Because just because you're an alpha male doesn't mean you could step on people. They say you don't step on women, but you shouldn't step on other men either. And same thing's going for the ladies. And I see this dichotomy. And I think it's something that's going to become more and more. And we can talk of this with uh, Dr. Nicitelli. We'll have to bring him on. I think this might be a good thing to bring him on about is to talk about yeah. the different sexes and how, you know, when we talk about, you know, the, the eye predator and how people think that it just happens to the opposite sexes, but it doesn't. It happens to people of the same just because they're jealous. Isn't that oh, amazing? God. Yeah, that's very amazing. <laughs> Mind blowing. But I'm that's glad sick. that these women are doing something and, uh, you know, it's said that the statistics are pointing to 38% of women globally have experienced some online abuse. The figure is rising now to 45% uh, when we're getting into Generation Z and the millennials. So the commitment you make today should be seen as a promise to women and girls. I think we need to have the same commitment to um, guys and men and so that they know, and I think the first thing that I'm going to say on this whole thing, Marcus, and then I'll get off this topic, is that ladies need to learn to respect themselves. Men right. need to respect themselves, but ladies need to respect themselves and each other. They're always taught to respect the opposite sex. That always seems to happen. But men don't respect themselves or their own people. And it always happens when another male is getting ahead of the other male, I think competition is healthy, but I don't think it should be chastising the other male. No, it should. You know, when you play football or you play a sport, it's great to be competitive. Maybe you want to call people names, fine, as long as they're not hurtful. But it should not be in a manner that puts another male down or makes them feel worthless. And I know that many people, because I know when I was in college, I haven't told you a story before, uh, I was actually a peer counselor. And I okay. know many men, not just ladies, that were on the verge of killing themselves. Mm. So God. I think it's something we have to address as a society. And I think that penalties need to be put in place. We've talked about cyber stalking. We've talked about harassment. There's also cyber harassment. We need to educate the population about what this is. You know, when you go to work, we all have the, the little course that people make fun of sexual harassment, right? But you right. have to agree to it and you move forward. Why isn't there something that teaches about stalking harassment? We talk about sexual harassment, but we don't talk about stalking or we don't talk about electronics that we don't talk about any of that stuff it just assumed that people know how to behave i think the big problem is people don't know how to behave marcus i think that's our you know i, th I think that's our biggest um challenge 
that as you know, as we move forward, we're going to have to definitely do something about that. Looks like we might have lost you in the feed, Marcus. Hopefully, you'll come back and join us uh, in a few moments. You might have a uh, some issue there with a connection. Well, you know, passwords. Nobody likes passwords, right? So if you have a password and you only have a password, it's pretty awful because if somebody could hack your password and studies show that you actually can hack a password, they, they show that you can hack a password. And so what is it that you actually do when you hack a password? There's algorithms that can be used, right? And so if we have more than just a password, if we have just a password, it's something you remember or you know. But what if you could have something that you have on you, like a biometric, um, a card is something you have. The nice thing about a biometric from your body, it's only something that's on your body. It's not something you can lose. If you pair a type of authentication with a biometric and a password, now we've got both worlds. So if somebody does get a copy of your fingerprint or is able to do that, which is not very easy, or they have that card that you're using, then, you know, it, it's going to basically be you have those two things. And I think it's really important, um, you know, what's going on. And if we could do that, then there's a lot that we could do to protect things. Very, very important, ladies and gentlemen. So as we're talking about, you know, passwords, I encourage you all to use two-factor, okay? But biometric is something neat because biometric is something that you have to have and you never have to remember. I like the idea of using a biometric password and using a two-factor. So let's say you use a fingerprint. Now you get the other part of the password sent to you on a phone or you use a fob and that's the best kind of password you can have. They're great for VPNs and things like that. Well, uh, NASA, Marcus is uh, prepping some more complex, riskier Hubble space telescope fix. You know, three decades uh, have gone by bringing us insightful and valuable images from space that we would not have been able to, to get. And there was actually an issue with uh, the payload computer built in, uh, I believe it was around, you know, the 1980s. And uh, June 13th, uh, this past year, 2021, they had a computer halt or freeze. And they're believing that it happened because there was a decrease in the amount of RAM on board. Hubble is actually uh, now in a project with the European Space Agency to work as a task force to figure out a solution to this problem because this could be very detrimental in being able to monitor and gather more data from space that could help us here on Earth. Well, if you've been thinking about going to Windows 11, Windows 11's coming, but Apple was referred to in the past as said as the anti-Microsoft. Windows 11 is stayed to be the anti-Apple. Isn't that a conundrum? You know, uh, Windows 11 requires uh, TPM 2.0, um, the trusted platform module. 
And right now, the Mac does not support that. You also need a 64-bit processor, two cores, four gigs of RAM, UEFI, and at least a nine-inch display and DirectX 12 compatible graphics cards with WDDM and supporting DGXI. Yep, that, that's right, DGXI. So the Windows Display Driver Module uh, was basically an architecture for video cards to allow Microsoft uh, Windows versions to be able to communicate. And this started as early as Windows Vista, for those of you that wanted to know. And so by them doing this, it provided a functionality that allowed desktop images to be rendered and application to use the desktop Windows Manager. And this Windows Manager uh, ran on top of Direct3D, which many of you are familiar with. So now it supports DXGI. Uh, it's an interface, and it has basic device management and creation of things having to do with video components. And the WDDM specifications require DirectX 3D9 capable video cards or higher. And so this allows things to be a lot better. But what actually is DXGI? Well, Microsoft's direct graphics infrastructure uh, device driver is the user mode display driver. And um, this allows things to be a lot smoother, uh, allowing them to implement certain functions through members such as uh, structures in the PDXGI DDI base and several others. And this driver is able to record the pointer to the DXGI callback functions. But DXGI user mode has lots of flexibility. It allows greater rendering, um, faster picture uh, swapping, better caching, memory utilizations. So there's a lot that's coming into the foreframe when we think about, you know, DGXI. It's definitely a very amazing thing. And I know that uh, Windows 11 is definitely going to be making Apple think about what's really going on, you know, in the future. And thus, I think, as I would tell you before, don't rush out to get 11 when it comes out. Give it a little bit of time. And so uh, based on that, Windows 11 uh, is, you know, definitely around the pike. Uh, and so as this is happening, you know, a lot of people want to get it. But with these things happening from Microsoft now that Apple said that they're the anti-Microsoft and Windows 11 saying that they're the anti-Apple. I mean, this is like, a, I don't know, like a, two kids in a sandbox, Marcus. It's like they can't work together. They, they don't want to have interoperability, which is what the whole point of open source is and, and, and systems. But they're fighting each other. And Windows 11, we were just saying that the trusted platform module 2.0 doesn't run on Mac yet. So Mac yeah. is going to have to make some very critical changes even to allow TPM to work in their hybrid environments because we all know that Mac can run Windows operating system in the power mode, but it will never run Windows 11 if TPM 2.0 is not enabled and, and developed. So it's going to be a very interesting thing. And I know everybody wants to go out there and buy Windows 11. I know they're just, you know, dying to buy it, you know. And I know you're probably saying, well, how much is Windows 11 going to cost? That's what everybody's asking me. How much is it going to cost? 
Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Well, Microsoft Windows 11, um, which you basically can, you know, can get on the on, on the bandwagon to get it. But many of the new computers now are going to start coming with Windows 11. You're going to get a free upgrade to Windows 11 when it's available. So it is not available yet. The upgrade roll plan is being finalized and it's scheduled to begin in late 2021, early and continue into 2022. So you remember what happened, Marcus, when people had Windows, um, you know, uh, uh, Windows basically, uh, you know, seven, and then we went to, you know, Windows 10. Many yeah. people got that upgrade for free. But then yeah, there are a lot absolutely. of pissed off clients that didn't get it. They're going to play the same nonsense. And I'm venturing, I don't know, but they're probably going to, Microsoft's price tag is like $199. I think yeah, it'll be always. between $199 or maybe because of the pandemic, it might have a $50 inflation of $249.99 or something. <laughs> I just don't feel like it's going to be $199. I know it's not going to be 100 bucks, but they are going to they are going to let it roll out. But my concern, Marcus, is, I don't know if this operating system is even stable. I haven't played with it yet. And right. so this has all been developed during the pandemic. I don't know if they really had as good of a team as they could have if they were working in person. So I'm a little concerned that this was all developed during the pandemic. They weren't all collaborating in real time. You know what I mean? Yeah, this these is all you know honest concerns, and I, I'm pretty sure you're not the only one, John. That's 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 thinking the same thing, and you know, and to me, it seems like they they they're rushing just to get something n nice and shiny to you know to get you to buy. I, I think I think exactly I think exactly that's the problem, and you know, if, if you think about what's going on, you can't develop something, Marcus, just to make money. You've heard me say this before. Everyone wants to make that app to make a billion dollars. I get it. I get it. But I tell people this every day. It doesn't matter what you do in life, okay? I mean, do something that's useful, obviously. But 95% of stuff you pick to do in life that you want to do, you'll be able to be profitable at it if you're good at it and you research it and you don't give up. If you just take something and throw it out there, it's going to be crap. Right. Like I was saying to you before about businesses, right? If they don't put what they need to put into the business or research properly, what's going to happen? It's going to fall apart. And if you don't take that appropriate initiative, you're not going to get a second chance to make your first pitch. Great. You're going to get called out on the first pitch. You're going to be like strike three on the first pitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and everybody's hoping for the walk that the pitcher is actually going to, you know, maybe throw four balls. But I don't think that's going to happen. Everybody thinks they're going to get that free slide into first base. They're going to get that free walk and they're going to get that free million dollar sale because, you know, I'm so bright and I'm so much of a genius. The most important thing, Marcus, is to be humble and to right. realize that when you develop something, don't do what you want. Get the ideas, inspiration, but go research and see what the clients want, what the market wants. Because if you develop something for you, 
and it's all developed around you, no one's going to buy it. Exactly. And you wasted all that time and all that money, and you have nothing to show for it. Now you're back to a drawing board again. And I feel that when Windows 11 comes out, it's not going to be ready for the public. No, it's not. <laughs> we already know that. I, you know, I we can think, tell by the number of updates we get already. So I think I'm probably not going to want to even touch Windows 11 until 2022. Touch it. Not roll it out. <laughs> touch it. Play with it. I ain't trusting it on all my technology. I yeah. usually roll out things six months after I'm comfortable, Marcus. Six months. I didn't go rush into the grocery store to get Windows 10 when it came out. No. I was playing with betas before, and I saw the disaster of it. I said, oh, no, 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 no. And so I think Microsoft is hard up right now. They're trying to make some money. And yeah, as virtual worlds are going away a little bit, uh, I'll give you a perfect example. I had uh, used uh, Microsoft Office 365 for a project I was working on. And Microsoft had misbilled me for over a year. It mm. took me almost a month to get in touch with them, okay, to get my account canceled. When I went online to cancel, it says, sorry, we don't recognize that email address. <laughs> so I opened up a ticket and then they told me they can't help because I'm in the wrong division. I need to be in the home, the, the business division. I called in, it'll be a 45 minute wait. So we'll call you back. They called me back. I said, you misbilled me. Oh, okay. Uh, well, how much uh, credit did you want? I was fair. I said, you overcharged me for licenses. Okay. Well, how much is that? $40 per month for a year. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, let me put you on hold. Comes back to Okay, I'm going to put the request in for the credit now. If they're <laughs> so willing to do that, their billing system is mucked up. It is. You can't you can't make this up, John, and you know, and just and you, you, I'm having like trauma just thinking about how long it took for Windows 10 to finally be correct. I'm going to warn you, do not go to Windows 11 no many how many pretty and attractive things you see about windows 11 with smart video and all these other things stay away <laughs> because <laughs> if you go into it and things are not right you're going to have more issues windows 10 is fairly stable we know that um i think the reason we've seen so many updates is because their development engineering team was very inefficient they're all working mm -hmm. remotely and they can't collaborate well their so-called Microsoft collaboration tools are the worst uncollaboration tools. I know talking to the lady on the phone, I said, you can't do this. And I was explaining to somebody, she said, well, you, she said, she says, we can't take that kind of language. I said, I'm not saying anything wrong to you. Oh, I can't take those kind of words. I said, I'm just saying to you that I don't feel that there's a competency level here. Yeah, we, we can't hear that kind of stuff. I said, I'm just stating facts about what's been happening. Yes, you, you can't right. speak like that or I'm going to hang up on you. So you mm -hmm. really don't want to fix your problem. Okay, is there anything no. else I can do for you? Hello there. How are you? Nice of you to visit us. And what is your name? <laughs> you looking for food? Oh, yeah. Are you? <laughs> What's her name? That's, that's Ali. 
Ollie, hello, Ollie. How are you? Nice of you to visit us. I guess you're busy with something else. Okay, no problem. We won't bother you. See you later. Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you know, we're just about to the end of our wire. We had another great show, uh, but we have a guest coming up, and I want to let you know about that. So we are in the month of July, in case you were wondering. Um, we have in July, um, we actually have on July 9th, we have Catherine Leonard coming on, um, who is going to be an amazing interview. She's written some books. She has a lot of improvements for your life and how to do things. So I think you're really going to enjoy uh, the interview, you know, that we have with her. And uh, incidentally, ladies and gentlemen, if you are looking to become a guest on the show, uh, you can just go over to jmor.com, click on the reach out button, and then you'll see a little icon that says apply to become a guest. Follow the steps. It's all automated. Um, we don't accept everybody. You do need to pitch us uh, with some information, sign a media release. And if we think your idea is good for a show, myself or the production team, we'll get back to you. And we will invite you to a, do a vetting interview with us. After the vetting interview, we'll decide if it's going to be a good match for us. And then right then and there, we'll let you know if we want to have you on the show. Otherwise, we will thank you for your time. Again, we're looking for people that have educational content. If you're coming on the show to sell us an iPhone or to sell us a computer or sell us your services, we're not the program for you. You should go on the internet and look for people that charge for advertising. We're not doing that. Uh, we're happy to have you as an advertiser. But again, this opportunity is for people that want to provide value. We get industry experts on here, and we want to give this show a very high quality and keep it where it is. So that's why we're selective about guests. It's not that we don't want you. We want people that our listeners and viewers want to hear about. That's really important to us. Right. So if you have a product... You can also go to our website and you can click on the button. Tell us what it is. You'll have to donate to us, pay the shipping. We'll do an unboxing. We'll do a review. And I got to let you guys know that John is going for his FAA Part 107 aviation license to fly a drone commercially. And we'll be doing that. We may even have a few surprise drone appearances on the show. And because I'll be legally licensed, I'll be allowed to do that. Can't legally <laughs> fly a drone on any social media or channels or TV or do anything commercially with a drone if you're not licensed. If you don't think I'm telling you the truth, just try it and wait for a nice little gift to show up in the mail. It's about $21,000. There's yeah. been hundreds of people on YouTube that have been shut down immediately. <laughs> channels closed all because they flew a drone without being licensed wow that's just terrible well marcus i guess we have to say goodbye i want to wish everyone a very happy a very healthy a very safe relaxing and a wonderful fourth of july weekend hopefully you don't have too many hot dogs you are safe of course if you are lighting fireworks please do make sure you take the appropriate precautions or better yet why don't you just go to a firework professional show and let those people entertain you be a lot safer and probably preserve your life a little more. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we got to say goodbye, Marcus. We will see you guys next week, July 9th 
and they can tune in. What is it tomorrow to hear our audio cast? What time is that, Marcus? That is at uh, that'll be approximately 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, 11 a.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. So that's a brand new addition to our show. It's an audio format only. I think you guys will definitely uh, enjoy that. And we have lots of great stuff coming up. We have a superintendent of security of schools coming on uh, who heads the entire Bergen County for schools and security. Uh, we have Dr. Michael Hutchinson, who you remember will be joining us again. We also have the gentleman from iPrayer who will be back in. I think we'll be inviting him on to talk about what we talked about tonight, how sometimes we just need to realize that when we're being nasty to somebody, it's not because we want to be nasty. It's because we're either envious, we're jealous, or maybe we just don't like the way they're getting something that we're not. And like um, being nasty is just not the way to do things. If you could be nice and treat people with honey, you're going to get a lot more. When you show others your greed and your jealousness, just going to turn them off and want them to walk away. Well, we're going to say goodbye, everyone. Have yourself a great 4th of July for Marcus and I, and we'll be back next week. Have a safe and wonderful 4th of July. Don't eat too many hot dogs and hamburgers. and <laughs> Stay away from those beans. Nobody wants you sitting next to them with all those beans and the, and the beautiful uh, expulsion that happens with too many. So if you have those beans, make sure you sit away from people or uh, sleep alone because it's not a pleasant experience. We'll see you next week, everyone. Take care. Happy 4th. Thank you for tuning in to the Jay Moore Weekly Technology Show, where we answer your questions about how technology is supposed to work and sometimes why you have challenges getting it to work that way. For more IT support and tips, just text IT support to 88811. That's IT support to 88811, and you'll get tips on technology. I'll see you next week right here on the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show. Remember, jmor.com. Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown.